Here's Miller and Condon. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller on the air for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Appreciate you tuning in here this morning as we take you until, uh, well, just before 1 o'clock. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Bottom of the hour, uh, we'll check in with our friend Tommy Birch, who covers the iCubs. We will get the latest on some of the... Uh, prospects as they make their way, hopefully, to the uh, major leagues. Bob Birchie at eleven thirty. Also, uh, the Field of Dreams is it or isn't it the Field of Dreams uh, game moniker? Uh, we'll do that with Tommy coming up here at eleven thirty, and then at twelve thirty, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. He continues to pump out content. If you're like uh, some of us that just can't get enough uh, college football news as we inch our way uh, to college football season, Bill Bender's got you covered there. A lot of places you can go, uh, a lot of folks that we're grateful to, Heartland College Sports, if you're a fan of the Big 12, College Football News, Pete Futek, uh, a lot of stops along the way. But uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News will join us, uh, get the latest from Bill on college football. Trent's play of the day before plays of the day before we get out of here uh, just before 1 o'clock. U.S. Open is underway. It's on the West Coast, which means golf will be on TV if you're so inclined. Uh, I think I, I flipped through the uh, TV guide on DirecTV, and mm-hmm. I saw it Saturday night. The coverage ends at 10 hour time. <laughs> that'll work, right? Yes. That'll work. That'll work. Uh, good stuff out of that. The, uh, the, the tournament is actually underway. Uh, temperatures in the low 70s, and we'll see some of the scores uh, early. Some guys having their way with the course early, but we guess that that will change. How are you? I'm, uh, well, hopefully sounding a little bit better than you are over there. I knew you were yeah. battling it yesterday, yesterday boy. Yesterday was awful. <laughs> I can only imagine. I've, I've been in that spot before, and it is not fun when you're just not feeling right. So, what, did you get sick on the plane, you think? I guess that was probably it. Yeah. Probably something on the airplane. I was well-middled uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. because we had jet closest to the, I mean, right. in, the uh, in the window seat, well, underneath the window seat. But, uh-huh. um, yeah, probably on the plane. The planes are packed. Uh, I'm a 97.1 temperature guy. That's my normal, okay. 97.1. And I was up to 101 points. Something yesterday. Um, I, I went. I, I had to take Mediacom after we left here, um, and so I did that, and then went home, and I put on layers and wrapped myself up, and I just sweated it out. At least tried to do it, and broke the temperature. Broke that's my good. temperature. Yeah. So uh, that's half the battle. Right. Now we just got to cough the rest of it up, and hopefully we don't sneeze on the audience like I did yesterday. <laughs> I couldn't find the damn cough button for the uh, life of me, and you know, you know it's coming, uh-huh. and you're eh, anyways. Yeah, that was awkward. Yeah, those things are going to happen. Indeed, they are. You're uh, battling through, though. Absolutely. A so, plus for effort. Thank you. And we'll uh, be solo again tomorrow. You'll uh, sadly be attending a funeral tomorrow, yep. but uh, we'll get through uh, this tomorrow. Bama Bob will be here. The SEC schedule came out for 2024. And even though it's <laughs> there's months before we get to this point, yeah. right? I don't know what it is. I just always have loved schedules and... and I don't know. I'm weird that way. I don't think I'm alone. Uh, I, I know I'm not. Uh, but just looking at, I mean, look at Florida's schedule. That's the one that just jumps off the page. My good God. Find me a tougher schedule in the history of college football than they're going to play. And they only play eight conference games. You know what? And I was always of the, I want everybody running the same race. I uh-huh. get it. I still do at this point. But man, when you look at, 
And again, it's it's Alabama, right? But home games, mm-hmm. Georgia, and then they go to LSU and Oklahoma and Tennessee and Vanderbilt and Auburn. Of course, comes there for the Iron Bowl. Uh, it's juicy. It's juicy. Um, the SEC with the addition of the two Big Twelve schools, going to be fun to watch. Where will we watch it? Where did they end up getting parked? Did they go to ESPN solely? This is going to be all ESPN, ABC. Oh, ABC and ESPN. Yeah, sure, of course. So you're going to see many of those middle afternoon games. Well, of course, for SEC, we're used to CBS. 2.30 with Vern and now with, uh, what's his name, Um, 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 Chuck Willery lookalike. Bob, um, anyways. That guy. Yeah, him and Gary Danielson. Yes. Now, I would anticipate that 2.30 window on ABC. Of course, there's no Big Ten anymore. No, then we know where they'll be. They'll be on CBS at two thirty. Yeah, there might be a Florida State Clemson game. There might be a what would it be Oklahoma State TCU game. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I have a feeling you're going to see a ton of their best games that yeah. will be parked at that spot. Yep. Now the decision comes from ESPN. What do we do? Do we go back to the night window that we've done in the past and something that was so big? We put those games on ABC at night. Going to be a lot of decisions yeah. that they're going to have to make in figuring out kind of the right connection here. But even just that one game on CBS, how different it's going to be. And the propaganda machine at ESPN, I think it will continue <laughs> with their love of the SEC. Even in years, yes, it is national championship-wise, there is no doubt. Brad Nessler. Thank you, Scott Brad Nessler, yeah. There it is. Yeah. But the gap, many years, is not as significant. One through 14. Right. That a lot of people believe. There's still some bad teams. Yeah, sure. Year after sure. year. Yep. And... You know, the thing about the, back to the nine game conference thing that that bothers me the most, yeah, mm-hmm. running the same race. Mm-hmm. But conference games are just more difficult. Yeah. You remember Georgia's most difficult game before the Ohio State game last year? Uh, was there one? There was. They were on the road. They were down in the fourth quarter to who? To Missouri. Yeah. Again, that is a game mm-hmm. that you look at. Mm-hmm. No problem. This team. Mm-hmm. That's what happens in conference games and. To have one more of those, one more opportunity against a South Carolina, against a, a team like that that can jump up and bite you, that matters over the course of a season. Getting ready for nine conference games is just it's just different. I'm with you. That extra one in mm-hmm. there in Georgia, I think, is a prime example of that last year as they run roughshod over the rest of the SEC, and they struggled the most with a pretty average On the Missouri road team. in Columbia, yes. of all places. And that's what's going to happen uh-huh. Uh-huh. when you have that extra one in there. So I think they're going to get there. It's just it's untenable, isn't it? A sixteen-team league, and only playing eight conference games. Yeah. When you want to see everybody, you, you want to have everybody to have a chance to play everybody mm-hmm. during their collegiate career. Yep. If you stick around for four or five years, you're going to get a chance to see everybody. With an eight-game schedule, it's just so difficult to do that. Oh no, nope, you're 100 percent right. Oklahoma gets Alabama. But they here, welcome to the league. A uh, home against Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee, and then Texas. Of course, that's a neutral site. Mm-hmm. And then Auburn, LSU, Old Miss, and Mizzou. Oh, my God. Arch Manning will lead the Longhorns uh, at home against Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi State on the road, Arkansas, Oklahoma, uh, in that neutral site game, Texas A&M and Vanderbilt. Wow. Speaking of the schedule release, did you see Mississippi State's release? No. Put this I in- saw something about where would this rank in the Pac-12. Was that what you were referring to? <laughs> no, it's not okay. that. It is the actual graphic that they made. Look up Mississippi State schedule. It'll probably pop up. I, I've got their schedule in front. I mean, it's a, it's a um, um, I don't know, a, a spreadsheet of all the games. Okay, uh, not not that. Not this that. is okay. what they put out, like Mississippi State football, their graphics department. Okay. Put this out. Oh, I did see it. Where is yes. it like a cartoon caricature? Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. This is AI generated. Yeah. And it is. Well, can we stop for a second? Yes. What is AI? 
artificial intelligence. And, and why is this going to change? Why is this going to end the world? Well, you have heard some of the people in this building when people have used AI to take their voice. That guy that was pretending uh, he was Emery Songer. Yes, take. That's they can take what your that is? voice right now. Yeah, they can take your voice and have you say anything. With your verbiage, with your words. And no disclaimer comes with it. Absolutely it, not. It's, it's not against the law to do this. It is not. Now, if you use it, yes, to dox people to, yeah, that is illegal. But, yeah, you just do things. You're not profiting. You can absolutely and do it's com- that. Yeah, when I, when I clicked on, uh, and Emery, by the way, we should, we should mention this. Emery Songer is no longer here in Des Moines. He's still with the company. Mm-hmm. But he's doing uh, news talk over in Omaha. Did he start this week? Was it this week? I, I know he's I haven't making seen him the, in the transition. Building. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's, he's um, not going to do, it's not sports. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a tough hill to climb, mm-hmm. to go to a different city and to get into... You know, their everyday kind of life, news-wise, over in Omaha when he lived in Iowa right. and, and lived in Des Moines in particular. I mean, I wish him the best of luck. He's a, he's a good broadcaster. Uh, I know that um, inside the building internally, they thought that that was going to be his future. Of course, he was here for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, in fact, he and Sean Roberts started that Saturday morning show right. that kind of launched Sean's uh, career and I know he was doing the morning rush, but you know he had his name on the Saturday morning show. Um, but yeah, hats off to Emery Songer. But back to AI. When I heard that first, I said, "No way! That that's no way Emery Songer would ever say this." Right, and they were some sickening things. Sick, that, yes. That this person, yeah, put together. We know what we're asking for by doing this right now. That a hole is probably going <laughs> to take you or I, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And do the same thing. Right. That's the scary thing, though. Or think about you could use that and leave a voice message with people. Yeah. You could. I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can. Oh get. Oh my God! Maybe maybe this isn't unfounded. These fears that I keep reading oh, about. Yeah. They're absolutely founded. It is, and there's continued talk about what this is going to do to writing scripts. You know, we see the writers' strike that's going on yeah. right now, and you can put together right now. You could put and say, "Hey, I want to come up with a script for our TV show next week, yeah. and we want to talk about this, this, and this, and it will spit out a script for you." That's really well done. Journalism, which you and I are both huge fans of journalism. Right. right. Very simply, anymore, what are you going to talk about? Boom, you put it in chat. What is it? Chat something. And it will just spit out in education anymore. You don't have to write. Your day planner. Your your, your six-page six uh, document that you had yeah. handed in to class. You just have these systems. So wait, as, a, as a student, you mean? Yes, Absolutely. And now there's the other side, and now educators are figuring out, all right, how do we see if this was actually written by the kid or if this was written by one of these programs? This is something that is going to be a huge conversation piece in so many walks. Trent, I, I, you and I, we, we, we completely stay away from this. Think about 2024, uh-huh, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Holy mackerel. Yeah. And this is, this is not illegal to do? No. And is somebody taking a look at this? You would think... You know, this might be a little bit more important than some of the things that are running through our government at this point in time. Jesus. And they're investigating, oh, where's this Saudi money coming in for the PGA Tour? Well, Mm -hmm. there's other big things out there, too. There is. By the way, I read a really good piece, Mm nolayingup.com. Love those guys. I've never heard of them. I've never run across them before, and I read the piece on why that this came together. I mentioned it yesterday on the air before I got to Matt Rudy yesterday, and I feel a little bit... Um, better about where the PGA is at 
Okay. After reading it, look, you, you still have to swallow hard. Mm-hmm. You still have to yes. plug your nose if you're going to. But for for me, who really doesn't get involved in these type of things, um, I just want to watch the best players. Yeah. Um, now I now I know why. Anyway, no laying up dot com if you want to watch that. that piece. That's a yeah. They, those guys do really good work. Yeah. I enjoy their podcasts. They got a, a gambling guy that comes on, so mm-hmm. like to listen to him from time to time. And we're underway at the U.S. Open. How many guys did you bet? Five to win. So it was Xander, because, you know, it's a major. Yeah, of course, I'm right. going to bet Xander yeah. every single time. Yeah. And one of these times... I broke a streak. I did not bet Tony Fino. Oh, so we're saying... I broke sing- a streak. Fino's so he's home free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got this thing wrapped yep. up. <laughs> They're just underway two hours into Thursday, and, <laughs> and it's over. Yeah. Um, Xander Hovland, I, what yeah. he's putting together this uh, year. He's off to a bad... Well, not a bad start. He's one over yeah. three, two. I got those two. Um, Sun J M. He mm-hmm. was my long shot. He ended up last night. I ended up finally. I wait till the last moment at Circa because their odds also evolve more than yeah. anybody as they're bringing down the lowest theoretical hold out there. So they're working to get down to basically a ten percent hold, mm-hmm. something that is unheard of in golf betting anywhere else. You're betting in a couple of the big brands. You're going to be paying thirty, thirty three percent. The comparison is ten percent at Circa, but. Him was, I Which think, means 23 more percent of your money is available. <laughs> right. right. You, you do the math. <laughs> they, uh, they had Sunjay last night at plus 69.50, just about 70 to 1 mm-hmm. for him. So I grabbed him and a couple others on there. Put them all up on the Action Network app along with uh, my top 10s and not top 20s that I have in there. Yep. Played one matchup, but that was it. And the other thing is the live betting component to it. And with this being... On the West Coast, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to get involved at different times throughout this tournament. So I'm excited for it. I just want to see the venue, and I don't have Peacock yet. Oh, I I, you know what? I was wondering where who's yes. who's got the coverage of it before uh, Big NBC takes over. So it's the Peacock Network. Peacock is has it Peacock it. free? Uh, no, no, it's not. Of course yeah. not. Nothing's free. Yeah, who am it's, I kidding? I think five bucks, something like that. Right. And we know there's going to be Big Ten games on there. Mm-hmm. So got to get it. It's going to be NFL game playoff game that's going to be on there. So eventually I will yep. break down, but didn't for this because live coverage begins on USA this afternoon at noon. So that's when we'll see the TV covers that will start to begin uh, coming up at noon here. So yeah, just swallow hard. It's two days. Yep. And we'll be ready to go with that one uh, tonight. Let's see. What do we got? All access Peacock, NBCSports.com. Yeah, there is no NBC coverage here this evening at least. What? I'm looking at the Thursday. Yeah, it's all USA Network is going to have it all day today since it goes into the evening, and I'm going to guess. I don't know what NBC has in primetime anymore. When was the last time I watched NBC in primetime? Well, especially in June. Aren't, aren't, aren't the normal shows, right. don't they kind of follow the school year? Yeah, and it's reruns and things like that, yeah. but they didn't want to tap in, I guess, for the U.S. Open. Well, speaking of betting, uh, me and my Tony Fina problem, uh, you and your Shoffley problem. Um, <laughs> yes. A guy by the name of Ryan Grove. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah, I ruined. know Ryan. Do you know Ryan? Yeah, he completely ruined my day yesterday. Oh, so I, I can't stop betting the Chargers, uh, and, and I will bet the Chargers until they finally win a Super Bowl, or I'm um, tits up, <laughs> and, I, and I know I will. Right? Yeah, because uh, I'm going to bet that they're going to win it one year, and I'm going to have a ticket now. <laughs> I'll never, I'll probably never break even at this point. <laughs> it's been, you're digging a deep hole. I right? am, yeah. but I'm, but I'm sticking with him. So he. Uh, he retweeted something from Warren Sharp about the Chargers. They won 10 games last year. Mm-hmm. And then they went a step further. Here are the quarterbacks that the Chargers beat. Okay. Ready? This is going to be scad. <laughs> Davis Mills. Ooh. Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. 
Nick Foles, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, and Tua. Not exactly the who's who of QB play in the NFL. Wow. So maybe, just maybe, um, there, there's a reason that they were in the hunt last year. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm a Herbert fan. I, I like the kids' game. Um, it is such a there. There so many great quarterbacks in the young great quarterbacks in the mm-hmm. AFC that you can take a handful and put them in a hat. Maybe not Mahomes. Maybe take him out of the hat and put him on his plane by himself. But after that, I mean, pick your poison, right? If if you draw the hat for your team and you pick up a Joe Burrow or uh, or Trevor Lawrence or Josh Allen, or we can go on and on and on. I'm looking right now at their schedule. This thing's a beast, too. The Charger schedule? Yeah. Welcome to June, Sports Talk Radio. Here is the opener. They open up at home against Miami. They go to Tennessee. Bounce back maybe for the Titans this year. To the Vikings after that. Do you think the bounce back is for the Titans? I, I love Vrabel. I hope yeah. he succeeds. I, I, Mike Vrabel could coach a team. Well, the team by roof for the Broncos. He could coach them in a year. Uh, Vegas after that. Bye week. Early bye week. I think Vegas is going to stink, by They're going to be bad, yeah. yeah. After that, Cowboys. I mean, the building's going to be yeah. over half will be Cowboys sure. fans for that for one. For sure. Yeah. Go to Kansas City. Yeah. Home for the Bears. All right. At the Jets. Huh? Home for the Lions. At the Packers. Baltimore. At New England. Denver. At Vegas. Wrap up. Buffalo. At Denver. Casey. You've got to be kidding me. That is a murder's gauntlet. Gauntlet. Speaking of the Lions, did you see what Hard Knocks has done this year? No. They have reached out to the Detroit Lions. Can we come back? Oh, really? They The teams that could be forced, your Bears, mm-hmm. the Saints, the Jets, and I think there's one. It's the Commanders. Okay. And who cares? I mean, yeah, who, right. Yeah. right? That, that, the Commanders is just, is just almost like signing your uh, off-the-air certificate, <laughs> right? You, they have no, that, no one's going to watch there's that. There's no juice. There's no. none. Um, you, you want, obviously, the Jets would be number one mm-hmm. because of Aaron Rodgers yes. and, and the way the team is. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't want to do it. So they've asked, they sent the letter to the Detroit Lions, and we'd love to come back. And what's been the response? Anything? I, it just broke this morning. I don't okay. know if there's anything. Because, I mean, they've got, to, they've got to. Look, I don't think this shows what it once was. No. When, it, when it first came out, it was like, oh, my God. Well, we've never had anything that inside football. Right. And... In today's voyeuristic kind of life that we lead, mm-hmm. and everybody knows everything about everyone, mm-hmm. it just didn't. Ha- it doesn't have the same different kind of feel that you got from yep. Hard Knocks because you're right; those initial ones. Oh my god, it was terrific. Uh, the I, Ravens, I think, were first. The, I remember that one, and I didn't didn't see the full season, but saw a couple of episodes. Oh, it was phenomenal. It was that, probably, that team they had some characters. It was right? probably an HBO free weekend back then because I <laughs> didn't have HBO yeah. back then. I'm sure that's what it was. And when probably I saw it, I was like, so, yeah. this is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cowboys season that was incredibly compelling. Yeah. Was it was Chan the coach that year? It was Boy, somebody goofy. I don't remember well, that, that was a been. coach for that Yeah, could have been. Well, we had a Kansas City one. I think that was pretty early on, and Kansas City wasn't very good at that point. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's. It's just different in today's day yeah. and age. And going back to Detroit, and you get the goofiness. Dan Campbell was great. Yeah. And and look, at Detroit, I think, is going to finally, finally. Um, well, don't you? Don't I, mean, I, I think they're the favorite to win the North. They are, yeah. Pretty significant, too. If you weren't betting the Lions to win that division, I'll bring up the odds here. 
Is it the Vikings? We know they're not going to replicate what they did in close games no, from a year ago. No, it's just it's impossible to do something like that at the yep. NFL level. We yep. just year after year after year we see the exact same thing and fumble luck, turnover luck, mm-hmm. just one score difference. Those things even out usually over the course of the year, and if they don't, the next year you're gonna pay the piper. Well, Trent, they won thirteen football games. Yeah. I mean, that was not the, a thirteen the team. Yeah. Here we go. Division odds. This is from DraftKings. Lions betting favorite. Now, plus 130. Yep. I mean, that's ridiculous. It is. I agree. Vikings plus 250. Bears are 4-1. to one, And the Packers are 5-1. to one. I would bet the Packers. I, I did the same thing. I felt like I... Because we don't know with Love. Mm-mm. I think he's got a chance to be above average. When he was a... Was he a junior or sophomore in college? The year before he was drafted. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he had a good core of receivers mm-hmm. at Utah State, he was really good. I think they had an NFL running back on that team. Might that, have. That offense was really they good. They really were. And and he was, obviously, the quarterback, he's the orchestrator of it. He was really good. And then his draft year, the, the, they lost all the guys to graduation, and, and the team struggled. So, yeah, I would, bet the, I would bet the Packers, I believe, especially if you're going to give me 5-1 to one on Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth it with the amount of talent that's mm-hmm. still there. I think they have a good coach. Yeah, I know I the too. relationship I at times too. was a little bit sour, but Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs. Mm-hmm. For Matt LaFleur, you're 100% right. Here's the Lions' schedule. At the Chiefs, as we know, to open up the football season. Home for Seattle. I like Seattle. Do you? I, I think they're going to take another step from what we saw a year ago. you like them to win the West? Week. No, not that far. Okay. But I think they're going to be a playoff team again. Yeah, they won nine games last year. Your team, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, who I did bet, by the way, plus 240 to win the South. Lions go to the Packers in week four. After that, home for the Panthers. Eh. At the Bucks, that'll be that's a winnable road game. For sure the Lions. it is. At the Ravens, tough. Mm-hmm. Raiders, good one. At the Chargers. Home for the Bears and Packers back to back weeks. Is, is one of those Thanksgiving? Uh yes. Yeah. The Packers game will be the Thanksgiving game. At the Saints, at the Bears, Broncos, at Vikings, at Cowboys, Vikings again to wrap it up. So they get the Vikings two of the last three weeks yeah. of the season. I like that. Uh huh. We've do. seen that a little bit yeah, more we have. lately. We have more so lately. And I love the fact that it's been, how many years has it been since they've gone against a division foe to end the season? By six, seven years now, it's, something like that? Was, I don't know why it took so long for them to get to that right. point, right? Yeah. It seemed like that was a no-brainer to do so. Uh, anyways, we'll take a time out. Tommy Birch is going to join us. The Field of Dreams, well, it's not going to be played the Field of Dreams, but they're still referring to it as the Field of Dreams. Does that make sense? Well, it doesn't because the Field of Dreams is based in Iowa, but right. it's the Field of Dreams game, and they're going to a place that, what, they're going to renovate, it sounds like. It's the oldest baseball stadium in the United States. Is yeah. that what I'm led to believe? Yeah, something like that. I believe it was Birmingham. Yeah, for a Negro League team. I think it was, yeah. I think that's what it was. I so. get that part. That's good. Yeah. But couldn't there be a different name? No, I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> it just that's the part of it that is So di- how how far behind how far are we from completion? By the way, speaking of completion. No, let me finish my first point before I, so, so I don't forget it. How close are we to Field of Dreams being renovated and complete over here in Dyersville? Tommy Birch will be able to help us That's out, I'm sure, point. with that one. Yeah, good, good question. Um, the stadium at Drake, the football stadium for the city schools uh-huh. and for some of the Drake sports, is ahead of schedule. I, what, no, what? They're going. They're going to play games there this year. Ahead of schedule. Apparently so. I saw. It, I saw. In fact, Andy Fields had the piece at WHO. Uh, wow. Is it what's their site? WHOTV.com? WHO13.com. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, I, I read the piece that, uh, and I guess Andy did a feature on it on the on the news. 
No, you uh, had it right. It was WHOTV. Is it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's apparently had a schedule. Uh, Brian Harden was quoted uh, in in it, so they're going to be playing some games. That's great. Well, for you it is, especially yes. once you get to late October. You're looking oh. for uh, you know a warm press box, and there's sometimes uh, not very many of them out there. Yeah, and that's going to be a nice one. For uh, so you called high school baseball last yeah. night. What what did you call? What game uh, did you have? I was over in West Des Moines watching the Valley Tigers hosting Johnston. Really good game. Back and forth throughout, every time that Johnston put up a run, Valley'd respond. Yeah. It was tied up 5-5 going into the ninth, and then Johnston put it on, got a fourth spot in the top of the seventh inning, and won at 9-5. It was my first look at the Dragons this year. Are they, they as good as previous years? It's asking a lot. Right. They're 19-4. Yeah. They're really good. They're going to be really good every single year. Just mm-hmm. it's, it's at the point where Coach Barta has built that up to a turnkey operation. The mm-hmm. amount of kids that go out, the amount of work that they put in the offseason, you know they're going to be good. So their third baseman, Will Nuss. He was a kid a year ago, hit a couple of home runs in the state tournament as a freshman. He's also the quarterback for the football team. He's oh that kid. One of those kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so he's, you know, kind of the, the... I say that enviously, by the way. <laughs> yes, yeah. He's, you know, the big bopper there. Yeah. And maybe they don't have the same kind of depth, one through nine, that they have some years, but they just grind you. They take such good at-bats. The way that they play defensively, the double cuts that they do, they're fundamentally sound. They're so smart. I know Ankeny Centennial, what they have this year at the top with Joey Oki and a really good number two on top of it. Centennial has been excellent all year long. We might be heading for that kind of collision course, though. It might be Centennial Johnston for the title this year. It feels like we're trending there. Cedar Rapids Prairie on the other side of the state, along with Kennedy. Both of those teams are really good, but we know just that gap difference mm-hmm. of what you have to deal with. And there's going to be a team now with the new CIML as the city schools have gone off and formed their own league with Ames and Fort Dodge mm-hmm. and Mason City and the like. Well, we're going to see in this now nine-team leagues, somebody's going to finish last. And I would not be one bit surprised. Maybe it's Valley. Maybe it's Waukee. We'll see the team that finishes last get to the state tournament. Wouldn't that be something? It's just it's that deep, huh? Valley was preseason top 10. Yeah. They returned six of their regulars from a year ago, two of their top arms, including Jeff Rose, their number one. And they're 7-14 and 14 right now. Yeah. Just because of you look at who they play, game in and game out, that schedule is a bear. Isn't that something? And a bad couple of weeks in this league, it's going to impact you very, very quickly. Uh, Since we're talking high school sports, the AD at uh, Urbandale's packing it up after 20-something years. Yeah, Dr. Watson. Yeah, I'm sure I dealt with him over the years when Mm -hmm. I was scheduling high school football here for football Friday night. Yep. Been around for for 20-something years. Good for him, right? It's a lot of kids. He a military guy. That's what his background is. All right. Very regimented and yeah. always does a great job, always very accommodating, and I love that. And all the ADs, thankfully, are that way here in Central Iowa, which is great for obviously what I do. But, yeah, great career. Urbandale's had a lot of success. Yeah. And, you know, they're of the suburban schools. They're the one that's landlocked. You know, they're not going to get bigger as we mm-hmm. see the splits of Waukee and Ankeny mm-hmm. and probably third high schools coming very soon to both of those communities. That can't happen in Urbandale. They are one of the smallest 4A programs, or 5A depending on the sport, year after year, yet they compete. We know about the championships they've had in baseball and the successes that they have had. So, great run in a place that, in comparison to the rest of the suburban schools, Urbandale's probably the most difficult job, I would anticipate. And who's going to take over in that spot? That'll be interesting to see. And uh, heard some rumblings. There's going to be a little more shifting of athletic directors coming up in suburban schools. Care to share? <laughs> nothing I could get to okay. yet. No, nothing confirmed. Just rumblings that I'm hearing that are out there. Uh, we'll talk to Tommy Birch when we come back. Miller and Condon underway. It's a Thursday on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. I just like the Ravens. I like the Ravens. 
to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. 25 minutes before noon. Welcome back, Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you until uh, 1 o'clock. Our number two, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Another piece just hit from Mr. Bender uh, regarding the scheduling, the Big Ten scheduling. What is this piece called? How the SEC Big Ten schedules impact the future paths to the 12-team playoff. We'll talk about that and other stuff with Bill Bender when he joins us in about an hour from right now. Tommy Birch covers the Iowa Cubs. He also covers the Field of Dreams. Will you, Tommy Birch, good to speak with you as always. Appreciate you finding time for us. Will you be making your way to Alabama, Tommy Birch, to cover the, well, not the Field of Dreams game, but a pretty cool event nonetheless? How are you, Birchie? I'm doing good. Uh, no, I'm not, I, I don't think I am. Maybe, maybe I might hear otherwise, but yeah, you know, it, it's been, it's been an interesting week because I've had so many people ask me and like, okay, why, why is the Field of Dreams game moving? And, you know, some of the people I've talked to from Dyersville and, just people involved with the Field of Dreams game in the past is, you know, the idea is this is not another Field of Dreams game. It's another specialty um, event that Major League Baseball is putting on, like the game they get for Bragg, like the game um, that they do in Williamsport with the Low Lake World Series. And kind of my understanding moving forward is um, this is something they want to do more of moving forward. They want to get out to different cities, different historical sites, and just kind of grow the great game and grow some interest there. Now, that's not to mean that it won't come back to the Field of Dreams movie side. I think eventually at some point, Major League Baseball will make its way back to Dyersville, but right now um, it won't be in 23. I don't think it'll be in 24, but I would definitely keep my eyes on 25. So where are we as it pertains to what's happening up there with all the construction, putting in little league fields, all the different plans that have been out there? Kind of what's the latest and, and what's happening up in Dyersville right now? Sure, yeah, that's all ongoing right now. My understanding is it's going pretty smooth, but um, that's actually what stopped me. You know, part of the reason what stopped Major League Baseball from, from coming back in, in 2023, obviously, there were no assurances that Major League Baseball was going to come back, you know. I think part of it, too, is, like, look, it was wildly successful event. The first time it came, the second time, you know, there were some good TV ratings. There were obviously a lot of buzz, a lot of interest because of how well that first game went. But, look, it, it was never going to live up to that right. first showing. You know, there, Kevin Costner is not right. popping out of the cornfield again. Yeah. You know, yeah. the the lure of what everybody had saw it was kind of gone. You know, it's, it's like, okay, we've seen the field. We've seen the players come out of the corn. You know, we've seen balls go into the corn. It's, it's all happened. So I think the best thing Major League Baseball could do is kind of spit on it, let marinate, kind of grow back again go to some other sites. I know um, they're, they're possibly looking at uh, one of the sites that um, was used in, in filming a league of their own as well. Um, so, But like I said, too, it has been so successful, and it, it was such a giant PR boost for, for MLB, not just the first year, but still the second year. 
that I think naturally they're going to want to revisit it moving forward. Yeah, taking a page out of the NFL, I think uh, Major League Baseball is, and I'm not saying it's a bad idea by any means to, to be able to grow the game globally if you can. Next weekend, the Cubs and the Cards are going to play in London and, and moving the... they got to change the name, though. Field of Dreams doesn't transfer, I don't think. I don't know what the name would be, uh, but but going to the venue that they are, the first, the first game, uh, professional game that Willie Mays ever played was at Rick Foot, Rickwood Field in Birmingham. So Major League Baseball, Tommy, you just mentioned that they want to do more of these kind of special uh, venue games, uh, including taking the game uh, abroad into uh, different countries around the world. Is that kind of how you're reading it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Major League Baseball could use the good pub. I agree. Use the, um, the interest. And, you know, and I think kind of piggybacking on what you said about the name of it, I don't think Anybody from Major League Baseball, one, Major League Baseball hasn't even confirmed this game is happening, but I, my understanding is it is the, the report from the San, San Francisco Chronicle is 100% correct, but I think kind of the naming of it, the Field of Dreams game was something the Chronicle picked up on and then naturally everybody else picked up on, and then it kind of led to all these mm. questions like, oh, why is the Field of Dreams game leaving? Well, it's not... It's not leaving. It's just one of these specialty games, but something Major League Baseball has to do because, um, look, how many fans ended up tuning into that first game? Or, uh, you know, I, I would say a lot of fans tuned into the second game because maybe they mm-hmm. felt like, man, what did I miss out on yep. not watching the first game? Or how are they going to follow it up? Anytime you can get eyeballs on baseball, that's, that's a really good thing, and that's been the challenge for them moving forward. We, of course, remember just the incredible walk-off win. White Sox-Yankees for the first one. Game two, not quite the same stakes with the Cubs and the Reds, but obviously so many Cubs fans up in that area. What's next? What would you like to see next up whenever it gets back to Dyersville? The next one in the state of Iowa Field of Dreams game, regardless of what they call the other games. What would you like to see, and are there any tweaks that need to be made in your mind? Do you mean who would play the Blue Jays? The Twins. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, the tough part is you've kind of, uh, I think, kind of exhausted the 1919 angle of, yeah. okay, you've had the White Sox, you've had the, the Cincinnati Reds, now I think it's about trying to get two really good teams. You know, obviously at the time you were looking at it um, like, okay, the Cubs may be a, a pretty good team moving forward. The thought was uh, maybe they aren't going to be in that full-fledged rebuild mode, so I think that was unfortunate timing, and then Obviously, the Reds were just horrible, but for the storyline of the 1919 World Series, um, you know, I think I think that had to play into it. So I think you gotta you gotta get two good teams in there, and then you gotta find a way to um, really knock that pregame show out, mm-hmm. out, you know, knock it out of the park, knock it into the corn. Because you know, it's like in the grand scheme of things, like the game is great. You know, obviously, you want a great game. You can't predict how that's going to go but you can predict how the pregame show is going to be and in the end you know when you look back at that first game i don't think so many people you know obviously people talk about the walkout homers by tim anderson but i think the number one thing that people always look back on was like oh my god kevin Costner walked out the corn Mm -hmm. it was that touching moment that touching tribute Mm -hmm. um and and then the team's followed with the music i mean it was one of the most incredible things i've ever um, yep. ever seen live and you have to find a way to try to get back on that level now it's just going to be so difficult moving forward because is Kevin Costner ever going to come back my understanding was it was tough enough getting him there that one time 
Ray Liotta actually, you know, he, he passed away, so that's not an option. My understanding is James Earl Jones really doesn't do many public appearances, so that's not an option. So that is going to be the toughest task moving forward is how do you um, sell that pregame, you know, intro to, to kind of make it entertaining for, for the non-baseball fans? Because the baseball fans are going to tune in. Those non-baseball fans, you got to steal. Yeah. Tom Hanks, maybe. Reprise his Do something role. like that. Yeah, Go I, back into movie lore. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, whoever Otani's playing for <laughs> at the media, trying to get him uh-huh. over here, he would move the needle. You have to build a bigger press box for all the media that follows him around. Uh, Going to be very difficult. A little to girl do. that choked in the hot dog and Field of Dreams, bring her back. Probably wouldn't have yeah. the same Amy, kind of feel, right? Amy Madigan. You, <laughs> yes, know, yes. Uh, you know, there are some options, but man, like the. The, the home run hitters just don't seem like a possibility anymore. And even if you did somehow get Kevin Costner to come back, will it have the same feel? Will it have the same yeah. effect? Will it have the same impact? I don't know. You know, you, you got to find find a way to do something different to, to line it up, even though it has been a couple of years since the game has been played. Is it the most unique sporting event we've seen in our state? I think so. I you do, know, too. That's how... That's obviously something, you know, we debated a lot about moving into the game. And then obviously after it happened, being the first official, you know, sanctioned Mm -hmm. Major League Baseball game. um, I just think from like what we have said before, you know, the Costner stuff, how the actual game played out and how many people were watching, tuning in and talking about it. Like this was not the biggest story in baseball. It was the biggest story in sports for a couple of days you know, yep. leading into it and 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 then afterwards because um outside of what major league baseball has done heading into this season with pitch clock rules the pace play rules um stuff like that to speed up the game uh the field of dreams game is probably the most successful thing that they've they've done in the last 10 years obviously those things i mentioned before or impacting the game on a daily basis and have rejuvenated a lot of interest in the game. But the Field of Dreams game, like, really, um, you know, had giant impact on, on people outside of Iowa as well. The Savannah Bananas <laughs> are sold out at Principal Park. What can you tell us about this, Bertie? What This is, what, the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball? Yeah. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah, I think that's perfect. You know, it's funny that you asked me. I literally just got off the phone with their owner. And, uh, you know, he's super excited. He was telling me, look, you know, all of our sites fell out within a matter of minutes. And in Des Moines was no different. He said, I think they have 25,000 people that are still on the waiting list that were hoping to get tickets. So, you know, it's it's not on the same level of the interest of the Field of Dreams game. You know, I remember, like, trying to find people that won that lottery to get tickets. Yeah, I remember but, that, yeah. You know, like, the the interest in this game is is not on that level, but, man, it, it is really, really high. And it impacts so many people outside of baseball. You know, it's just sports fans. It's people that have been entertained, you know, or in the entertainment or anything else. You know, it, kids, adults, baseball fans, non-baseball fans, everybody wants you see this team. I think what makes it really interesting is, and Cole told me this a little bit ago, is obviously they have their um, their act that you know you see on social media, you see on TV, you see in the documentary. But he told me every night, every city, every game that they play, they try to do 
10 to 15 things that they've never done on a baseball field before. So you're going to those two games. If you somehow got tickets to both those games, um, you're going to see up to 30 things that they have never done before. So, you know, it's interesting. You know, I think the, the comparison to the Harlem Globetrotters is totally fair. They're a barnstorming baseball team that looked the actual game is secondary to everything that's going on. In a lot of ways, it's kind of stage, but not stage. But also, I think when it comes to the Harlem Globetrotters, like, it's kind of like the, um, you know, the, the chicken when you go to, yeah. to, to baseball games. It's, you see the famous chicken. What's his, is it uh, Ted Leonis? Is, is that his name, Ted Leonis? Ted, yeah. yeah. Ted, I think he's retired now. Has he? But, yeah, I, you, know, you know, if you would have saw Ted one year, you would have right. inevitably seen, you know, most of the same acts. Yeah. He would tweak some things here and there, and that's kind of how it's always kind of been with the Barnstormers. I think that's what makes the Bananas unique is that they're always adding, they're always searching, they're always doing something unique and different to entertain fans. Will you cover that game, Birchie? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was thinking about that, like, right now. Like, how am I going to cover right. that game? Obviously, you're not like, yeah, you know, the Bananas were uh, three for five with runners in scoring <laughs> yeah. position. You know, it's going to be what they do. You know, they bring in Hall of Famers. They bring in celebrities. You know, they had Jake Peavy bring out his gold glove and pitch in the game one. So I think it's nice. going to be kind of a rundown of what the act is, what they do, and what surprises they, they have in store. But, you know, it, it's going to be a packed house, and it, it's going to be bananas. <laughs> uh, ben Brown, uh, he's he had it going again yesterday. When do you think? Obviously, we don't know what the uh, what what injuries are going to incur, and um, w- with the big club, is he the first call, Tommy? If, if indeed the the uh, Cubs need a starter, is he at that point where it just seems inevitable that uh, he's going to get that opportunity this year, or is he still a ways away? He's definitely trending that way. I think he's got to get a little bit more um, consistent. You know, we've seen a couple of rough outings, and actually yesterday, I think. You know, you look at the stat line, I think uh, six innings, 11 Ks, like 17 swing and misses, which is just wow. an insane amount. Yeah. But if you watch the game, you know, throughout the game, he, he dealt with some trouble. I think, you know, he scattered a few hits. He didn't walk anybody. He hit one. But I think his ability to, to navigate in and out of trouble was pretty impressive. But it once again showed, you know, he, he's not flawless. There are things he has to work on and still things he has to fine-tune, but he's definitely moving in that direction of like, okay, um, the Cubs are going to want to see what they have with him because of how dominant he's been. But there's also been talk about, okay, they may ease him into um, into things by pitching out of the bullpen like they did with Justin Steele before moving him to the rotation. So that might be something we kind of keep an eye on moving forward. If we see Ben Brown go to the bullpen, I think that's kind of a, mm. you know, a, a giant red flag that, okay, it's, it's inching closer, but we don't know for sure if that's going to happen, but wouldn't surprise me. One uh, final thing for me, Birchie, over to the high school realm. I was able to see Sam Harris for myself one final time, the Urbandale star last week calling a game, his high school career coming to an end he is committed to play at Duke. He's been committed to the Dukies for a very long time. But the possibility of him being drafted in the MLB draft coming up here in just a few weeks. How real of a possibility? And when it comes to this, it's always about signability. What's the latest on Sam Harris of Urbandale? 
Yeah, I think it, there's going to be a really good chance they end up going to college. Some of the scouts I talked to had said, look, we're really intrigued by him. He's actually had a couple of in-home visits and, you know, talked to a lot of teams. You know, I think that's uh, definitely talking to teams is pretty standard. The in-home visits definitely make it, you know, a little bit more interesting that there are a couple of teams that are legitimately interested in him. But I think a lot of teams kind of want to see him go to college, see um, what he does there and just how much more he can grow because, you know, look, he's been an impressive player's first couple of years in high school, but his senior year, you really seen him kind of grow into that body, grow into that swing and become one of the best power hitters in the state. So the thought might be for a lot of teams, like, okay, let's see how you do in college and maybe you can turn into a, to a draft pick. But yeah, it's all going to come down to, Designability, and he really likes the idea of going to Duke. He likes the academics. He he likes the team. It's been a successful program, and um, you know it's it's going to be interesting to see. But my bet would be that um, you know he ends up going to college and playing baseball for Duke. But he's keeping all his uh, his options open right now, which which is a good thing because you never know if the right team is going to come calling with the right offer and uh, kind of swoop you off your feet. Uh, last thing for you, Tommy, get out your crystal ball. Bellinger is down here. Uh, he's playing first base. What does that tell you? Uh, Mervis is up there now. Uh, obviously, he's struggling uh, at the plate. I think he's batting buck sixty-seven, something like that. Would you fall off your chair if Bellinger gets the call back up and takes over at first base and Mervis makes his way back down here? Not at all. And I think for, for a couple of reasons. One, they they want to ease into things with with Bellinger and that injury. And, and two, like, okay, you know, they've given that nervous opportunities. We can probably disagree on the idea that, like, okay, how good have those opportunities been? You know, I would like to see Matt Mervis in the lineup every day. So, you know, part of the problem with how they're handling Matt Mervis is, you know, they're, they're playing him a couple of times a week where – Look, in the grand scheme of things, they, they got to find out what they have with Matt Burbage. You play him every day, you either find out A, he's not going to be the guy moving forward, then you move on, or B, he's going to be a guy that bats his way out of these struggles and maybe is the guy moving forward. But I think only playing him a couple of days a week and not really giving him a full opportunity um, is really preventing you from mm-hmm. finding the answers to those questions. But also, when it comes to Bellinger, playing him at first base adds another, you know, he is a guy that has played first base in the past. He's obviously no stranger, but it just adds a little bit more to that resume to where they can sell him at the trade deadline, which I don't think it's a matter of, you know, if. It's, it's kind of a matter of when they end up trading Cody Bellinger because, one, I don't think they can re-sign him. Right. Two, do they realistically want to re-sign Cody Bellinger with what they have coming up through the system? Yeah, uh, Crow Armstrong, pretty good player. He <laughs> seems ticketed for for center field, does he not? He uh, seems to be the yeah, guy. absolutely. And you know they've got some other outfielders too. And you know you look at what they have in Chicago right now. You know they're, they're, they've got kind of a bog jam yeah. of, of guys up there too. And you know if you could end up trading. Um, um, uh, Cody Bellinger and getting a couple of prospects that helps you moving forward too. So I mean, this is this is a Cubs team that even if they get hot and somehow get into the postseason, they're not a team that's going very far. And I've said that a lot of times. You can't weigh if your team is a postseason team um, anymore. You have to weigh is your team 
uh, a, a team that can go deep into the postseason these days. Tommy Birch, Des Moines Register. Birchy, great stuff. Love talking baseball with you. Uh, and this uh, this uh, segment was no different. Thank you, Tommy. Look forward to doing it again. Appreciate your insights. Thanks, guys. Yep, thank you. Tommy Birch, Des Moines Register, as we catch up with our old friend. All right, we'll take a time out, come back, and finish up the hour. Hour number two, Bill Bender from the Sporting News will join us at about 1230. Trends plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsor those. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Protection. Welcome back. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, the leaderboard at the uh, U.S. Open. Do you, I'm guessing you don't have Jacob Solomon at this point, Trent. Uh, he was not part of my tickets this week, no. Xander Shoffley off to a decent yes, start. Yes, he is. Sergio Let's go. Garcia. Max Homa, one under. I'm guessing he took a lot of money this week. I bet Homa back during the winter time as I bet him in all four majors. Uh, it's right. I remember you doing that. He, uh, I think he put almost too much pressure. You know, new family, new dad was going to reinvent his game, maybe too much pressure. Now, a couple of majors in, maybe mm-hmm. this is the time that he can break through. We know talent-wise, he's one of those guys. You know, there's just so much young talent on this oh, tour. Oh, it's amazing. It, it really is. Um, I mean, golf's not going to be the same when Tiger's not playing in it. Eh, not so fast. Right. It, it is not the same. No, I agree, but it hasn't taken the hit that I thought it was going to. Right. Um, I, I, I really thought that you know, the numbers would just tank, and it hasn't. No, not at I all. I mean, there's no Tiger, I get but there's a lot of really good young talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that the two different factions seemingly have well, I mean, not patched things up. Ishikawa, one under. I got him in Sipker's pool this week. He's my uh, number six golfer. <laughs> Let's go, Ishikawa. Sipker's got a pool. He does. Uh, hour two coming up next. Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.